With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the boys from Club Act 22 and Glasgow is blue. Uh, welcome to our club reaction pod to Rangers 2 Celtic now in the fourth round of the Scottish Cup. Better late than never, uh, but let's just say I enjoyed my Sunday and decided to keep this until tonight. And when I was uh, less full of less full of the fun juice, I'll say. I am your host, Scott Carney, and the old band is back together uh, to bask in the glory of beating the best team in the league um, with absolute ease. Um, it's Ali Pearson, first of all. How are we doing, lads? My throat is a bit croaky this morning. If I guy phoned me half nine this morning, fact, it was actually a Celtic fan, which was quite good, but my, my throat was dead croaky this morning. So, yeah, brilliant, brilliant weekend. So, hi, looking forward to getting into it. And Scott Gemmell, how's it going, mate? Hi, afternoon, guys. Um, I'm not too bad today. I behaved myself yesterday because I knew oh, I had work today. <laughs> you behaving? Yeah, I think that's probably the first time ever Scott has probably behaved himself, um, but whether he had work or not. But well done, you mate. Um, no, I had. I was working today as well, uh, but I had a few. Today's been a wee bit of a slog, but absolutely well worth it. The smiles not really came off my face today. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to go through the, the Celtic game um, first. The old form. We'll discuss a wee bits of news that have come out from then, and we'll obviously preview the the St Johnston game um, on Wednesday night. We'll do that a preview of the St Johnston game that's going to be on Sunday uh, later on in the week. So we'll jump into the game. Um, so Ali, really first off, for being the best team in the league, um, they're not very good, are they? Uh, Celtic, <laughs> no. When I seen them. Um, James Forrest wasn't playing. I knew they, well, they could use that excuse straight away because they used that at the beginning of the season saying because James Forrest wasn't available. But uh, their their team was predictable. I, you could have, you would have been able to pick their team. Maybe not Laxall at left back, but I know they switched between him and Taylor. But their team to me was predictable. You know, you knew what it was going to be when um, Forrest wasn't fit. But I for the best team in Scotland apparently. I don't know. I agree to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Scotia. I think obviously you're you're full of emotion every time you watch an old film. I think that's it's always the same. It never really changes, no matter what kind of what game it's worth, if it's a dead rubber or whatever. Um, but really, on reflection, obviously we've had a, a bit of time now to reflect on it. It was rather easy for Rangers, really. Oh, it was a doddle, to be honest. That's what I said to my dad earlier today. I was like, that ah, was easy, <laughs> um, barring a wee ten-minute spell, really. Celtic had in the first half and there's a couple of chances you know that might change the complexion of the game if they take them but other than that, that it was a bit of a doddle to be honest very a relaxed a, very relaxed mate a bit of a well 
it's as I say, it's never really relaxing watching an old film. Um, but as I say, two 0 at half time, I, I really was thinking this is going to be our day. Um, but we'll, we'll jump into the team, so we'll, we won't do our usual format of a of a kind of a club reaction pod purely because it's been so long. Uh, well, it's not immediately after the game anyway. Uh, the starting eleven was McGregor, Patterson, Golton, Holander, Barisic, Davis, Kamara, Arfield, Kent, Aribo, and Morelos. No great, great shocks uh, in the team, Ali, but it was definitely good to see Tav back on the bench. Yeah, no, it was it was a team that we we put our teams in before. It was a team I wanted. I thought he would play Roof instead of Aribo, but obviously he's listened to me and went with went Aribo <laughs> further forward. It worked. worked I'm still well. I'm still convinced you're messaging Stevie G, mate. I'm telling you, could you get things right uh, too much? Him, him and Gary Mack, but no, <laughs> I was delighted with that. And we also did say we thought Tav would be in that bench. We never thought he would come on, but just seeing his name on the bench and him physically there. I thought it would be a big boost for the Rangers players as well. So, no, no shot there at all. Happy enough for the team, Scotia, yesterday? Uh, yeah, I was. I'm, the only, it wasn't a concern, but Aribo's not really turned up in the past few old firm games. So, I, kinda, I, I, I wanted maybe either Roof or Wright playing, personally, but that wasn't any shock there, and Aribo had a decent game, so... As you, say that, as you, as you say that, though, Scotia, I would say Kamar Roof hasn't he turned up in an old firm either. So... <laughs> both of them, both of them have had sort of injury interrupted seasons. To be fair, you know they've not had. Maybe was maybe got it a wee bit more now, but uh, you're right with Ruth as well, I suppose. Yeah, I, I've I've wanted to see um, Scott Wright and Ken and Morelos up front play against Celtic since we kind of seen the first flash of Scott Wright. But in terms of the team, I wasn't surprised. I'm not surprised they bring he brought an Arfield to kind of battle the the kind of diamond that Celtic were going to play. They were a very predictable team, Ali, like you've just said, and they will blame it the fact that James Forrest wasn't there. And he's the one. He's the reason they didn't win ten in a row. Blah blah blah. Um, but yeah, I said no real great shocks in the team. Uh, so went in the first half. Rangers started really well, uh, looking up for it right from the start. Kent from the start was going at them. Turning Scott Brown inside out any time he wanted to. Um, they're absolutely terrified of Ryan Kent. It's amazing to watch. And it led to Rangers taking the lead. A great play down the right-hand side leads to Aribo getting a shot away. It's deflected up in the air and waiting on it is the the Ulster Dynamo. Um, Steve Davis, who continues to defy all odds and performs a spectacular overhead kick to put Rangers ahead on nine minutes. Ali, he looked as surprised as we all were with that finished. Yeah. And like you said, it was great work for Ryan Kent. See the way he just drops a shoulder and spins for Brown. And I would, I'd give Bobby Madden credit, but then not give him credit. He let the play run, which was good, but that boy Welsh should have been yellow carded. And the only reason he wasn't yellow carded, and we all know, is because Rangers scored. If Rangers didn't yeah. score, he probably would have booked him. But in terms of the goal, no, brilliant. And Aribo, I know, I know we've touched on Aribo, but He's finally turned up with an old firm and he terrorised that wee lassie down the left-hand side. <laughs> turned her inside out many a time. But no, great. And you knew what Ariba was doing. As soon as he goes on that left foot, he's always going to shoot. Ricochets up in the air. And why Steve Davis is there, I'll never know. He never shoots her in. And why he's in the box there. And to do an overhead kick at the age of 36. I mean, I'm 36 in two months and there's no way I could do an overhead kick. <laughs> it was... Um, it was brilliant, and I what, what a fantastic start after nine minutes. Yeah, absolutely fantastic start, Scotia. And Steve Davis, is he's got to be close to player of the season now. He really has to be. Oh, yeah, he's definitely one of the, so I would say, four that's in the conversation. I had to check a couple of times that it was actually Steve Davis. That that. <laughs> I really wasn't expecting it to be him. It was in that kind of position you maybe expect Kent to be in, but obviously he was taken out. Um, and it was, it was what was great about it as well, is it was so, so poor from Brown defensively. He should have been two or three yards further forward, so that Davis was offside. But no, nah, just shows you what we've got a 36 year old that does that, and they've got an outgoing 35 year old. Um, that was lovely to see that. Yeah, that's why the, the conversations that you, they uh, they try to have with you that Scott Brown. Is as good a player as Barry Ferguson and a good a player as Steve Davis. I mean, he's not even in the same conversation, to be honest. Steve Davis is miles ahead of him. Um, and it's just brilliant. Even when he stood up after he scored, before he celebrated with Arfield, you could see him kind of like, <laughs> what what just happened there? What did I just do? Um, one we'll remember for a long time. And I say he, he really did deserve his goal. Um, Celtic, then, Celtic do then have a kind of 
period for probably the next kind of 15 minutes well they're, they're in top they make they make a few chances um, the most glaring one was from Welsh who was in the six yard box from a ball that got played in and then he hits the pass button instead of the shoot button on the PlayStation controller and makes an absolute ass of it. Ali, this was rather hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they just gave that boy a four-year contract as well, apparently, so that was good. But uh, it probably felt, to be fair, it probably felt, it felt like the wrong player on Celtic. If that falls to... I was going to say Edward, but he probably. But he's not. A bit, I mean, to be fair, he's not even close, man. No, like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. It's as if he's trying to defend the box, but he's. I don't know what he's doing. He gets all mixed up, and it comes back out, and then it, and somebody has another shot, and big, big Phil Hollander deals with it and gets rid of it. But yeah, they did have a spell, Celtic, and you always expect Celtic to have a spell. I've, I think Rangers are quite happy giving Celtic the ball a lot of the time because they know. Celtic aren't really going to hurt Rangers. They play in front of Rangers just shuffle back into formation. Let Celtic play in front of us. And they don't really seem... They look a bit clueless at times, Celtic. But in terms of that chance, the boy's got to do a hell of a lot better than what he's done. But it kind of sums Celtic up at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, it was a, a glaring miscoach. It's typical Scottish centre-half, to be honest. <laughs> you know, anyone else in the pitch that falls to, it's probably getting knocked into the net. But it's just, it's almost like you panic. It's certain enough you panic like that. Um, uh, yeah, as Ali says, I thought I thought we started to maybe set off, off a wee bit too much. Because um, they were growing into it. They had a few long-range shots from McGregor and Christie in this period as well. And I was thinking to myself, I would like us to kind of get back into it a wee bit more higher tempo. But ultimately, it didn't really come to anything. We, we did get away with it slightly. And frankly, whatever yeah. else was <laughs> it's just tremendous. I've, I've laughed at it a lot, mate. I've watched it a few times. It's quite funny that uh, it's a what? A, I don't even know. He's not even close, as I say. I mean, I know he's a defender and all that, but he's a professional football player. He's not even close. Scotia, you're a defender at heart. You would have probably scored that one, to be honest. No chance. Yeah, I would have done. What you would have done. <laughs> <laughs> Crucially, during that period that Celtic were on top, we didn't concede, and I think that really. That kind of shows what Rangers are all about just now. And Ali, you said it as well. We were quite happy for Celtic to have the ball. Um, I don't think we were really in any real danger. Obviously, that's a, a bad miss. If it is MDLs, it is probably a goal. But again, they didn't score. Um, and then Rangers really started taking the control of the game from then. Aribo and Patterson really looking bright um, for Rangers down the right-hand side. Patterson had a great run down the right Um he beat three or four players, got himself into the box, but he shot at the, the side netting. Uh, I'll pause here, Scotia, and come to you. We have um, we have a prospect on our hands with Nathan Patterson. I don't think there's really any doubt about it. Oh, he's been absolutely fantastic since he's come in for Tav. He's just grown and grown. He's not looked out of place in any of the games we've played. Um, he's got a very, very bright future, and Gerard's going to have a very difficult decision next year and how things work. Obviously, his appeal comes up tomorrow, I think the appeals are for oh. those players. So we'll obviously find out about that um, later in the week. But um, I think moving into next season, Gerard will have a massive headache in his hands with keeping Tav and Patterson both happy. Because at the moment, I don't think you can drop Patterson. I think he was, again, phenomenal yesterday, particularly in that first half. Um, so that's only good things, really, isn't it? Yeah, I... Parson and Tav are obviously both becoming towards fit and obviously take if you take out the what COVID's gonna happen, I know it's hypothetical and we don't really live like that, but if you take out Parson's obviously about to get his ban. If Tav's fit for Wednesday night and if Parson was fit for Wednesday night, who do you play? I know Tav's a captain. I know Tav's a captain, but I mean I think yeah, well, it's so harsh on Parson. If, if, if it was this Wednesday and it's a meaningless game, to be honest, this Wednesday would be Parson. But yeah, but um Oh, I think Parsons getting better and better and better with each game. And they were terrified of him coming down. I mean, he's a 19-year-old boy coming down that right-hand side. I mean, they, when he skipped by bloody Laxalt and whoever else it was and had the shot, he probably should have pulled it back, but he's seen his uh, name and lights at that point. But no, he's he's some prospect. And I mean, I, we, we know Scotia of Scotland and they've got O'Donnell at right-back. To me, is just a bang average right back. That's why he plays for Motherwell. I think, I mean, we know me and you kind of aren't really bored with Scotland, but they've got to put this boy in their squad for their friendlies coming up. And 
Why not? And I keep saying, oh, he's only played so many games for Rangers. He's 19. Look at England. They put in boys, the boy Bellingham, um, Dortmund and Sancho and I, all young boys. If they're good, if they're, if they're good enough, it doesn't matter what their age is. And they should go into the Scotland team. I don't know what Scotia's thoughts are. Yeah, I, th- I think he definitely should be in the squad for these friendlies we've got coming up and he should be in the Euro squad as well, to be honest. O'Donnell's not really done anything wrong for Scotland, but I think Patterson could do better. Um, although, obviously, with the games that we're going to play in the Euros are against far better opposition on paper than ourselves. So whether or not we have that kind of attacking intent for Scotland during those games, don't know. But I think Patterson should be definitely be in this squad and be getting game time and pushing O'Donnell. Because it's one of those situations, you know, similar to what we've got, obviously, two better right backs than O'Donnell. But it pushes the other player on as well to keep their performances up. So it can only be a good thing. Yeah, and as you Ali, you mentioned, obviously, people are saying, oh, he's not played that many many games or whatever. He's performed in Europe and he's performed against Celtic. That was arguably the biggest game of the season so far um, yesterday, and he was fantastic. I mean, he made Laxalt look like a bang average player, which he is, and if you compare him to even when Taylor come on, I mean, there's not really a comparison in, in the quality of the boy, and he's, the belief that he seems to have in himself, and that's, obviously that's coming from working with Tavan, working with the coaching team, but I really thought at moments yesterday, you would not know that boy was 19. And I know he made that run down and he probably should have squared it. But I think I said to you as well, Ali, yesterday, if I was 19 years old playing in that position and I'd just yeah. done a run like that in the old firm, you're fucking damn right I'm taking a shot. So you can't really criticise him for it. So we'll move on, gentlemen. Uh, Rangers obviously then make it two. Um, outstanding play from Maribel down the right-hand side. Fires across the face of goal. Kent's rushing in at the front post. Initially, it looked like his goal, but on the replay, um, it was an own goal by Kenny. But either way, this is an absolutely great move, and it doesn't really matter. That's an old firm, an old firm, sorry, an, an own goal, Ali. This is um, great play by Rangers and probably deserved. Yeah, our, our field, our field, Morelos and Aribo again down that, down that, let's Celtic's left hand side. Um, no, brilliant. I mean, Aribo sells that, lacks out something chronic. I mean, he beats him. He, he gets the ball just before, and then he then he goes up against Laxalt again, turns him inside out, mm-hmm. pings it across. And um, I, we thought Ken got a touch to it, but it was um, John Joe Kenny who, he was just as bad as Laxalt, to be honest, but on the other side, yeah. and scores the own goal. And 2-0, you're thinking, oh, that's, that's it, pretty much done, to be honest. I couldn't see Celtic doing much. And I, I was delighted at that point. Yeah, Scotia, thoughts on the goal? Yeah, as I was saying at the start about Aribo, he's not really turned up in the old firm games previously this season, and today he completely did, and uh, this was great. But it was the wee extra second he took to square the ball across that Kenny confused everyone, and then obviously Kenny knocks away. Both Celtic fullbacks were and played, you know, it was night and day, um, but Aribo was great again. Uh, for this game, um, and I really wanted to see it because I wasn't getting the fear about him, but it just seemed that a lot of the times the games were passing him by, and it was well, going to be one of these games that he never turns up in, but no, he's, he's proved me wrong yesterday. I thought he was uh, another fantastic player in that um, first half. Yeah, I thought he was great as well. I think as well, though, is some of the old firms, I don't know if all of them, I'd be lying if I said if I knew every old firm that Aribo had started. He starts in the midfield three, and I don't think that's probably his best position. I think we all kind of agree that his best position is that wee bit further forward on the right-hand side or the left-hand side, but that's obviously Kent's area. Uh, so I think the games do kind of pass him by because that's not his... You know what it's like in an old firm game in the midfield the kind of crucial part of the game, really. That's where the battles are, are, are won. Um, but yeah, I'll agree, with, I'll, agree, I'll agree with you that yesterday I thought he was great. I thought he really did show up. Some of his footwork and his ball control was absolutely sublime. It really is. And I'm I'm chuffed for him. I'm chuffed that he's um, that he's kind of shown up and he's shown what he can do and he can play in the big games. Um, delighted for him. Um, so Rangers really controlled the rest of the half. And we go in at half time 2 now. Um, Celtic came out in the second half. All guns blazing, as you would expect. They actually took off that wee lassie and put on uh, Taylor because uh, he was having such a rotter of a game and struggling down that hand, uh, kind of left hand, their left hand side. Uh, McGregor was called into action with a save, 15 seconds into the first half from a shot from outside the box. 
Then Edward Nishi's an absolute sell. Um, he's packed his bags for Santa Pons already, already, it looked like to me yesterday. Patterson then gives a slack pass away. Um, the only blemish on his display, really, uh, today, I will say, uh, or yesterday even. Um, but it leads to Edward squaring the ball to Elianusi. Uh, terrible first touch from him, but allows McGregor to rush out and clear it from under his feet. Um, at this point, Ali, um, watching the game, since they hadn't scored, kind of got to the, towards the hour mark, I think you could see the belief just absolutely draining out of them, and the belief in Rangers was just growing because we knew they can't beat us. We've got them. Yeah, I mean, we all knew they would come out, like you said, all guns blazing the, the second half. They had to. I mean, it's a cup game. They need to come out at us, and, and they did. And, I mean, that... French Eddie, whatever they call him. I mean, he's got he's got to score that. But like you say, he doesn't want to be there. He's working his ticket. He's like, I he just know he doesn't want to be there at all. I know he's got a year left in his contract, but he'll definitely be gone this summer. Um, and then obviously the second chance falls to El Unice, who flashed to deceive for me with him. I don't know what they see in him. He's one of these players that now and again turns up, but his first touch was horrific. McGregor does well, but. Two big chances for them. They've not taken any of them. And I'm thinking, yes, yeah, it's our day. And again, Rangers are quite happy just to sit back and give them the ball again because we know they're not going to hurt us. And it kind of proved right, to be honest. They didn't hurt us at all. And we we played in second gear that whole game. And I talked to a guy this morning who was a Celtic fan and he said he was speaking to his pals and he said he spoke to his pals and he said the worrying thing about that game was Rangers didn't have to perform as if they were in cruise control. And I said, it's correct. We played in second gear yesterday. We've got two or three other gears to go up, potentially. And we don't need to play well to beat Celtic. And it's been proven the last three games. And, I mean, I'd love to go us out and hit top gear and absolutely annihilate them one time. But we don't need to. And it's pretty sad to be Celtic uh, declined that much at the moment. And Aye, it's, I'm loving it at the moment. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call it sad. I'd call it rather spectacular and make oh, me very not, happy, to be I honest with you. No, I know you're wrong choice of words, but yeah. it's just no, I'm Yeah, it's, that's all they have. That, that was it yesterday. That's, that's, that's them. Apart from James Forrest not being there, that's all Celtic have. And as you say, we got to about the hour mark, mate, and it was never in doubt yesterday. No, it was after after the hour mark. I was like, no, that's it, that's it done. Because you got you do start to get the wee bit of fury, trepidation that oh, we could do with another goal. Because if they score, they're right back in it. But as soon as they kind of missed, Edward comes off his knee, I think, and then when McGregor smothers the chance that El Unice had, I was like, no, that's we've won today. Um, and I, I'm completely agreement with Ali that yeah, we had. I've got like half time notes down that we've been convincing performance we could come out and play far better than we have been. Um, so uh, you just felt comfortable yeah. after that kind of hour mark. Yeah, definitely. I think if they'd have got a goal earlier on, it'd have made things a wee bit interesting to see how Rangers would have reacted. But I, I've I've now got the utmost confidence in this team that if they had to um, go out there and step up a couple of gears, um, I think we could have and I think we would have, especially when you look at the strength we had on the bench. You've got Hadji, Roof, Tav, all on the bench, right, all sitting on the bench. I mean, I think we were we were well prepared for it yesterday, and I think it was go out in the second half and don't concede. Uh, no matter what, ha- what, no matter what happens after that, it doesn't matter. Just don't concede, and we managed to do it. Rangers then have a great chance. Um, Kent again turns Scott Brown inside out. Shot is saved, it bounces back to Morelos, who does the right thing. To be fair, fair to him, he gets the shot on target, but I just stayed at the keeper. Celtic then get a very soft penalty, in my opinion, on 78 minutes as the thumb goes down like he's been shot by a sniper. Uh, Edward steps up to take it, but McGregor saves it. Scotia, I mean, we've got Steve Davis and Alan McGregor. They're the two oldest players on the park, pretty much. Um, well, they are. They're the two oldest players on the park, and they are performing the way, the way they are performing. Um, you're running out of things to say about McGregor. Yeah, I've seen people bring up that conversation with him and Gorham again, and it's yeah, every time he does something like that, it's yeah, it comes up in your mind, and you're like, hmm, do I need to reevaluate my position? But I, I mean, it was a, I thought it was a very poor penalty by Edward, but McGregor still has to save it, you know, um, and he does fantastically to get it. The penalty itself, I think it was very soft, very soft. 
would I complain? Would I be screaming for it if it was us? Probably. <laughs> That's just the way of it. And I think they'd got a free kick just before that as well, where Goldson had get conceded a free kick. I didn't yeah. think that was a free kick, but I think you, you've seen in Goldson's face that he thought it himself was a free kick, maybe. But um, uh, it was a bit of a very soft penalty, but what McGregor has been doing this season, unbelievable. I mean, he after that, he obviously saved from Ellen Yunusi and then that penalty save. He's right in it, the man of the match conversation after that. Yeah. Alan McGregor doing what Alan McGregor does, Ali, and breaking Celtic's heart. Twice he's done it this year, and I think he's in their heads, Alan McGregor, man. I really do. That's two penalties they've struck against him. I mean, the one... Uh, is it three penalties now, actually? I'm trying to think. Or is it two penalties he saved? Three. three. He saved one three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, I like I say, I mean like I agree with Scotch in terms of the penalty. I thought it was really soft. I would claim for it as well if it was Rangers, but claim for anything, but it was very, very, very soft and big French Eddie steps up and it was a poor penalty. But McGregor's got to save it. He does it. And I at that point you're going, that's him dead and buried now. Absolutely dead, but it was, it was actually quite a good way that they missed a penalty as well in that game because it makes it even sweeter. It does make it even sweeter, mate. It makes it even better because they don't have an excuse. They've got nothing anymore. They don't have really anything. It's a penalty that probably shouldn't have been a penalty. And they still can't score. I mean, they, they had their chances to do it and they didn't want to. And it just confirms, I mean, that, that Edward, he's packed his bags. He's ready to go. Um, he's on the scene out to the end of the season. Um, it's quite clear. Um, but yeah, they look defeated. They look lost. They look like they couldn't be bothered. Dr- downed all tools, all the cliches that you want. They're done. Uh, they know they are and they can't beat us. Um, and I don't think they'll, they'll beat us this season. Um, Rangers didn't, as you've said, Rangers really didn't get out of second gear in the second half. The result was never in doubt. And Glasgow is blue, um, and it finishes 2-0, and we really couldn't ask for any more. Uh, This team is... Ali, this team now knows that Celtic can't beat them. They now know that we have their number. We we now know, as fans, that there is a massive gap opened up between us and them. Out of almost nowhere, this kind of gap and this kind of... the, the, the kind of decline of them and the rise of us... Um, which doesn't get spoken about enough, um, but we are. This team's going to get in history, I think. This this Rangers team. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously come. We'll have a pod on this season, but I could never, in my wildest dreams, imagine a season like this. Especially how important the season was with them going first, fucking so-called ten in a row. But I, the, de- the decline of them and the rise of us, and we've only added a few players, Rangers, and they've. Pretty much got the same team they had last year, and they added some players on top of that. And we are lighthead, we're streets ahead of them at the moment now. And Celtic, I mean, that Dominic Mackay for the rugby came in and was sitting there last night looking at that. I mean, he's what a job he's got because half that team that played there want to leave. The problem Celtic's going to get now, these players that want to leave, they're not going to get the money that they've been touting them for the last couple of years because they're not what they get. Christie's, for instance. He's done nothing for six, seven months. They won't get what they think they could have got a year ago. So, yeah, they need to try and get rid of players and they need to build a team. Well, we have a team. We've got a structure there. And we all, all we need to do next year is add two, three quality signings just to come in, tick us over. They need to overhaul a squad. We could potentially go on and dominate in Scottish football for a while. It's that far ahead at the moment. And another thing, Rangers Twitter last night, I mean, we all had a laugh about it, Karen, when it came out, but we are trolling that mob as well, and it's and we should be doing it because they've done it to us for so many years. And when Rangers Twitter and the Facebook come out saying we've just beaten the best team in the league, I thought that's fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> Keep it coming, and it's just the beginning of it because we've still got the fifteenth of May to get a trophy. Hopefully, we get to the cup final on the twenty second and get a double. It's it's just beginning all this. And I walked through Glasgow today, and all the bus shelters had all the. Can you see his new, the 55, Gerrard's a legend, all this. It's, it's brilliant. And as Rangers tweeted last night, Glasgow is blue. Yeah, Scotty, you couldn't have, you couldn't dream this season. You really couldn't. Oh, it's been fantastic. And I think big thing for me is Gerrard's been given time to develop the team and get the team into this position. You know, it's taken a good two, two and a half seasons to get us where we are. And seasons past. A lot of us would maybe be screaming for change because we weren't doing good enough. You know, we'd maybe get a wee bit of a, 
respite with what happened with COVID and whatnot. Um, but he's been given the chance to develop, and you can, see, I mean, just in Europe in the league this season, you can see how good we've become as a team, and it's been absolutely wonderful to to be a part of and watch. The only downside is we're not in the stadium for it, but yeah. can't have everything. Can't have everything, mate. No, that would have been just too perfect, really, um, if we could have been in the stadium. Um, so, and it was made even sweeter. After I'd made the phone calls to the people after the game, spoke to my dad and whatever else, I then sat down with a beer and watched uh, a very public meltdown by uh, Gordon Strachan. It was a, a good a good one to watch. It was like, someone come get your dad. He's he's drunk and making an arse of himself. Honestly, it was absolutely spectacular. If you haven't seen it, go into Premier Sports and watch the, the post-match. I had no idea what that guy's talking about. I mean... I, I, it was spectacular in every sense of the word. Sometimes they just put that, you know, the old-fashioned hooks that you used to get on like, shows and that, just a hook around his neck, and just right, you sit down. Um, but the tears are brilliant. This is what you want. They're all hurting, and it's all about Celtic's demise. And uh, it, to be fair, Premier Sports did turn it into a bit of a Celtic um, show. To be honest about about them, it wasn't about Rangers. It was more about Celtic. But fuck, that's just the way it's going to be. That's what we need to put up with. But we'll move on. Um, Ali, who do you who are you going to pick for your, your man of the match yesterday? It's hard because I don't think there was one player that was head and shoulders above any other player on that team. You could get through them. I thought Big Phil Hollander was really good. I thought he marshaled that bloody French Eddie brilliantly. Um, Parson, Davis, McGregor go through it. If I was hard pushed, I'd give it to Aribo. He set two goals up. He's finally arrived in an old firm. He's, he's came to the party. I've blew smoke up Joe Rebo's ass all year, but he's never turned up to an old firm like Scotia said. He turned up yesterday, and he was only probably playing at 50% yesterday, Joe Rebo, to be honest, because that's all he had to do. But set two goals up. Could have had another one later on as well with Davis flashed a ball across. But, yeah, for me, I'd, I'd give it to Joe Rebo. Scotia? Yeah, there's a few contenders. I thought Patterson had a really, really good game again. Um and as I mentioned earlier, McGregor with the saves he had to make comes into the conversation. But it kind of struck me maybe about 70-odd minutes into the game that Davis had been absolutely fantastic. It was all the stuff he was doing, not on the ball type of stuff. that He's doing it all season. I was just like, actually, the way Davis has been playing and linking up with people and just the way he marshals the whole team. I thought Davis was absolutely outstanding, and obviously he scores an overhead kick as well, so that that's got to be worth something. Um, but I thought he was absolutely brilliant again today, and he's been like that all season, to be honest. That's fair. So I was going to go for Davis, but I, I'll change it and I'll go um, I'll go half and half and give it to McGregor and Parson to share. Um, McGregor's just so important for Rangers, and he's well deserved. He's, he's extra. His extra years contract, Gerard said after I wish to give him ten years so he can be in charge for when I leave. Um, when he, we made the in the post-match interview that he had, and I think young Nathan Parson just for being nineteen years old and for performing like that and in an old firm, such an important game. Um, yesterday, um, credit to him, honestly, credit to him, and he is he's a right prospect. So we'll move on. Um, Scotia, you've got a few things you want to. To, to bring up um, just a wee bit of news before we pre- uh, go into our preview of the St. Johnston game. Yeah, well, obviously, yesterday, stuff started flying out about the European Super League, and it all got confirmed late on um, yesterday evening, and that's caused a bit of fracas in the sporting community. Obviously, this is going to have an impact on on Rangers in terms of you know what happens. Obviously, if the, it does end up happening and these clubs do break away and form this closed shop, pretty much, the, the the prize money on offer and for the rest of us is going to go down, you would imagine. Um, so it's, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Um, I think the, the the thing that I've seen with the Super League is UEFA are not going to let this happen. Do you know what I mean? And it's really up to the players and and the teams, I suppose, to really value a way up what they want. It is all about money, of course. It's all about money. This this Super League thing. Um, but UEFA are saying that they're going to ban them from their domestic leagues, they're going to ban them from any other competition, and they're not going to let their players play in things like the World Cup. Now, international football might not be main and Ali's bag, but as professional football players, it's a big thing to them. And there's a lot of international players that play in the English Premier League, so I'm shocked that it's came out like this, and I'm shocked that it's happening. I don't think it's good for the game. It's my, my, my first instinct on it. I don't think it's a good thing um, for the game. It's just this invitation-only 
franchise money making thing that they want to do. Um, Ali, what's your what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'll need to read more into it. I had I did have a sort of glance today. I listened to Gary Neville had a good three minute spiel. You'll see in Sky Sports. He he spoke like a fan. To be honest, I urge people to go and listen to that. It was really good. I know Monday night football's on tonight with Carragher and um, Neville again tonight, so I'm sure they'll get tore in it again. But it's all money. All these clubs are interested in, and it's it's the folk that own the clubs. They're not interested in football. Not interested in fans. It's all to do with money. That's all it is. And you've got teams like in this so-called Super League they're going to teams like Tottenham Hotspur, Arsenal. They can't even get in the bloody Champions League, and they want to go and horse off in this other league. I mean, it's it's a joke to be honest, and it it's a joke towards the English Premier League as well, and all these other teams that are going to be in it in their leagues too. It's yeah, but it's it's all down to money, and it's a pretty sad thing to be honest. But yeah, if, if I was a fan of those clubs, I wouldn't be too chuffed. Because they're not listening to their fans at all. They don't have a monkeys about them. It's just, it's all money. It's all money, yeah. Scotia, what's your your thoughts on it? I know you've obviously just brought it up, but what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I, I've always known it's something like this is going to be happening. It's always been discussed since I've been watching football. There's always been talk of this. I mean, there was talk of Rangers joining an Atlantic League, Rangers and Celtic joining the Premier League. To be honest, I've never really been in favour of that. I've always been of the opinion that I would prefer Scottish football as a whole to get better. I know some people <laughs> might not agree with that, but that's my view. I've never kind of been on it. And it is, it's all just down to money. Obviously, your likes of Bayern Munich and Dortmund, they've not they're not in it because they've got a legal requirement that their clubs need to have a fifty one percent fan ownership. Mm-hmm. So you can clearly see that it's it's the money guys behind the club that own the, own these teams. Um, I'm not looking forward to it going ahead. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens because something will now have to happen. I think what JP Morgan have got like four and a half billion pounds or something. I think yeah. behind it. <laughs> um, so it's clear something's going to happen, but it's going to rumble on, and it'll be interesting to see how it affects things like players' eligibility to play in international tournaments and things like that. Um, it's not great, and I agree with Ali Neville's. Interview was really good yesterday. I've seen that. That was um, I totally agree with Kenny what Neville was saying there. I think there's going to be loads of things about it, like contracts and all that with players. Is all going to need to be discussed. It's completely different, well, not rules, but there'll be different terms and conditions or different things. So there's a lot, a long way to go with it. But I'm initially surprised that so many teams have decided to, to sign up for this because. It's, it's taking a heart out of the game, in my opinion. Um, I just don't think it's right. It's not all about money. Well, maybe it's because we are in the Scottish League or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm a, I'll go along with you, mate. I don't think the Atlantic League or Rangers going to England is the right way forward. I think Scottish football should improve as a whole. Um, I think it would obviously get a bit better if we took Rangers and Celtic out it, but the money wouldn't be in the in the league anymore. So, yeah, but that leads us nicely on to the Champions League news that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, so it's been on the, it's been in discussion for a while that they're wanting to revamp the Champions League, and it was really to stave off this breakaway Super League. Um, I know it was meant to happen a f- maybe a couple of weeks back, but it got delayed. But they've confirmed it um, today that from 2024, the Champions League it turns into a 36 team first phase, and basically from those 36 teams, you play 10 of the teams home and away. Mm-hmm. And then whoever ends up on the table. To be honest, I don't like the look of it. Don't like the idea of it. But it's, I think it's trying to the UEFA trying to compromise a situation so that these clubs don't break away. But the clubs have decided to break away. So yeah. I don't really know where, where it stands instead with that. But I, I don't really like the idea of it. To be honest, they tried it before, didn't they? A whole restructure of the Champions League thing. They just try to get rid of the group stages, but nah. Why, why try and fix something that's not broken? I know, as you say, it's trying to battle this Super League thing, but just leave it be. I suppose it's really going to be all about what happens with this Super League and um, whether it does happen. I can see legal battles pending. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. UEFA will be getting all the lawyers ready um, for this one. So we need to wait and see where it comes from. But I'm the same, mate. I don't like the initial look of it, Ali. Have you seen it? I've briefly seen it. I know it only broke a couple of hours ago, but... I mean, like, they tinkered with the Champions League, like you said before, and I think it would, there was two group stages you went through at one point. You had one group, then you go into the next group, and that was a bit of a shambles. But 
I like it, the format, the way it is. I, I, I enjoy that format where you get into the group stages, there's the buzz about it and the knockouts. I just enjoy the way it is. But like you say, it's it's set up now because of this Super League that's on the horizon. So, yeah, we'll just need to wait and see what happens with it. Yeah, no, they, they, carry on. They, uh, I was just going to say, they have this, after you rule in it, that um, clubs, there's like two wild card places for yeah. clubs that maybe haven't qualified through their league but then do it based on their historic European performances. And it's for your likes, obviously this season, Liverpool wouldn't be getting into the Champions League for next season if it was in place now. It's for stuff like that, which again, it's not something I really like, but money talks. Money talks, mate, definitely. Um, anything else, mate, before we go on to the St Johnston game? Um, a couple, two quick ones. Um, I've seen, just as I've uh, seen something in the article in the Glasgow Evening Times that the SPFL have reached an agreement with Sky that... Season ticket holders will be able to watch their team's games from next season and there'll be a pay-per-view subscription service, so similar to what we've obviously been used to this season. Um, but obviously I would imagine we're not going to go have full houses in August, so you know, you'll probably find that you'll have, what, 10,000 people in the stadium maybe, so it gives us all the opportunity that at least we've got the football to watch. It's not as if we're being completely denied it. So I, I quickly seen that before um, I joined this afternoon. Cool. And else? The only other thing I was thinking about there is obviously you recorded your pod, the Club Deck Corner pod, last Friday, and I think after you finished recording that, it broke that um, Rangers had agreed um, the friendly with Arsenal on July the 17th. I was just thinking, I wonder how that's going to sit now with Arsenal doing this breakaway thing. I don't know. I've not uh-huh. obviously seen anything from Rangers, but but interesting to see how that plays out because when I, that came out, I was looking quite forward to it. But. Yeah, as I say, I think this has got a lot of run, mate. Um, <laughs> I really do. I think this the, the plot will thicken with this. I don't think there's any doubt about it. But I think announcing um, Arsenal Rangers have done a few friendlies and testimonials and stuff with Arsenal. My first ever game was actually an Arsenal a Rangers Arsenal friendly um, that I went to. Uh, so yeah, it's a good thing. I, I like what they've done, um, especially for the celebrating the hundred and the 150 years thing but in terms of how it's going to affect with the Super League and that I don't know mate I don't know as I say this is for lawyers probably to figure out <laughs> Ali any thoughts mate? On the Arsenal one? Yeah um, yeah no it looks a good friendly like glamour tie obviously 17th of um, is it of uh, July July yeah so <laughs> might be able to get I don't know 10,000 fans and God knows what the restrictions will be then but yeah, no, I look forward to it. Another thing I would say is um, we briefly talked about it in the last Club Deck Corner about them releasing that song in terms of we think season ticket renewals around the corner. The email dropped literally after that Club Deck Corner. So <laughs> yeah, so yeah, season ticket prices are frozen, which I expected to be honest. They, they can't discount it, they just because that's where they make their money, that they can't do it. So they're frozen. You've got to the 17th of May apparently to renew your season ticket, which I think's a lot less time than previous, I think. You got till June last time. Um, but if you go on their email, it's, there's four different options. And there's videos how you can do it. They'll send an email out this week for your specific ticket. So if you look out for that, that'll be in your emails this week to renew. <laughs> I know, more money, yeah. But I, though, as I say, I look forward to it, though. Uh, as I say, hopefully we get to some, some normality soon and we get back to being at Ibrooks. Um buy the season tickets every time I get I'm like oh see I've just bought a house man I'm like Christ I'm more money but anyway right we'll, we'll move on to the, the, the preview of the, the St Johnston game so obviously Rangers beating Celtic and the old firm yesterday um, confirmed that we are through the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup which is next weekend and sets up a, a double header with St, with St Johnston this week um, the Cup game will be at Ibrox it's been confirmed that it will be Sunday the 25th of April with the terrible kickoff time of half past six It'll be on Premier Sports. Um, but as I say, without speaking of out of turn and no disrespect to the team still involved in the Cup, we are really in the prime position to win it. We are favourites and the double really should be ours. Um, but that's for another show. Uh, we will preview the first game against St Johnston, which will be at McDermott Park in the kind of glorified friendly league match, if you like, which was, is on, let's say, Wednesday night. And kickoff is at 6pm. Um, it's been moved to 6pm at the request of both the clubs. And it's only on St Johnston TV, as far as I'm concerned. Now, thoughts on the game, Ali. Um, Parsons 
we've spoke about it. Parsons probably going to get his ban tomorrow. Um, maybe I'd have just ban. We'll, we'll see. Um, Tav start tomorrow then. Uh, yeah. Wednesday even. Yeah, I mean we'll probably come on to teams here, but I think there'll be big changes. And I think St Johnston will do the exact same thing because St Johnston are sitting in sixth place at the moment. They've got nothing to play for. I think Livingston are four points above them in fifth. And then between them, it, it jumps up to, I think, 52 points or something. I think the next team in Aberdeen. So they've got nothing to play for in terms of that top six anymore, St Johnston. So I think they'll do the exact same as Rangers and they'll rest half their team as well because they've got nothing to play for. So I will come out to teams. But yeah, Tav... He has to play. There's nobody else that can play there unless you put Arfield back there, possibly. But no, he'll definitely play Tav. Yeah, you, Scotia, I think Tav will play. It depends how fit he is. Obviously, he was on the bench, but I don't know how fit he is. And it's one of those ones, do you really want to rush him? Obviously, Parsons most likely going to be suspended for it. So probably I. The fact that he was on the bench suggests to me that he should be okay to start this game. But not entirely, obviously not heard the press conference, or the press conference hasn't been yet. So I've got, I'm a wee bit doubtful, just because I don't think there's any need to rush him back. Yeah. Well, he plays right back then, Arfield. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe, maybe Bassey. I don't know if you could put Bassey. He's a COVID-5. He's super COVID-5. Oh, so he is. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. All right, so Tav needs to then, I think. Yeah, Tav has to play. Um, so we'll jump into the... Um, like, I, I'm... I've said before, I'm not particularly bothered about the invincible season um, being unbeaten. I'm not really bothered. I'd take a draw Wednesday night, no injuries, get out there without any kind of dramas. It wouldn't really bother me. Um, I, I'm in a bit of two minds about whether what what team Gerard will decide to go with. He might go full strength just based on the way the, the kind of injuries have happened and the the COVID five obviously are, are going to get their ban or the COVID two or three that really make the, the kind of difference to the, the first team. So we'll try and predict a team, but we're probably going to be miles wrong, to be honest. Um, Ali, do you want to go first, mate? Yeah, like I said, I think he will make wholesale changes. I think he hinted after the old firm, he will do it. I'm the, I'm the same as yourself. It'd be nice to go this season invincible. Does it bother me? No, to be honest, the, the league's done. The, cup's a, the cup is a priority to us now. We can't take our eyes off the ball this cup. We can't, because we've knocked Celtic out now, just think the cup's ours, because we've seen what happened at St Mirren. So, no, but my team, I think he'll give Shagger a rest. I think he'll start McLaughlin in goal. I think it'll be a back for it. I think Tav will come back in. I think Goldson will be there, because he's always there. I think Simpson will come in beside him, give Hollander a rest, and Barisic. My midfield three, I think Aribo will drop back into the midfield three with Arfield and Kamara. And my front three is Hadji, Roof and Wright. Fair shout. Scotia, what are you thinking? Um, not entirely sure, to be honest. I think um, I don't think there'll be too many changes. He's not never seemed to make massive wholesale changes before. So I don't think he will this time. I mean, the game's not until half six on Sunday night. So... It's a wee bit away. It might be a wee bit different if we were playing on the Friday or this um, Saturday. I think he'll go McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Hellander and Barisic. Midfielded Davis, Camaro, Aribo. And then where I would make changes personally up would be up front. And I'd go with Roof, Itton and right up top. Yeah, I think the I'll go with your back line, Ali. I think you'll play Simpson. Um I'll go with a midfield three that started yesterday. I think it will be Davis, Arfield and Kamara. And up front, I think it will be Wright, Roof and Hadji. Yeah, I think it will be Hadji. He's not played now, so it will probably be Hadji. I think Hadji will definitely play, but I think Wright is also a set. I think players like Kent um, will get a rest. Davis will be took off, I would imagine. Uh, but I do think he'll start. I, would, I think he'll probably play an hour. And then he'll kind of take it off and kind of shimmy it about as he tends to do. But anyway, uh, we'll see. It could be interesting what kind of team it was. Obviously, if the COVID players weren't getting um, their bands tomorrow, I would be, obviously, I think Bassey and Parson would both play. Zungu would probably play. Um, but anyway, we'll jump on to what you think the score's going to be. Um, score, should you want to go first? Yeah, it's a, a bit of a tough one. Obviously, we're playing St. Johnston two times in a row. St. Johnston are only four points behind Livy. And you would imagine that we are the favourites, so we will be the favourites to win the cup. So whoever finishes fifth 
potentially gets a European spot. So Livy have got or St Johnson, sorry, I've got that to play for, but I still think we'll win and I'll go two 0 for ourselves. Ali. <laughs> had two 0 as well. <laughs> Me too. I like you say a draw when he balling me. It really doesn't bother me. Obviously I want Rangers to win, but I had two 0 as well. Two 0 yeah, I'm going two 0 as well. I'll go score right um to score. Um but I say I think I don't know, it's gonna be a weird it's a weird game. It's a weird one to try and get yourself up for, um to be honest. And as I say, you're gonna to need to buy it through St Johnston TV and kickoffs six PM. Um so that'll do us for tonight, gentlemen. Um I appreciate you giving me your time. Obviously we usually do it straight after the game, but I'm not gonna lie, I was enjoying the beer too much and I didn't really want to stop, so uh, I just enjoyed my Sunday night to be honest. I think that's fair enough. But Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate. No problem. I'll speak to you after the St Johnson game, no doubt. Yep, definitely. Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Right, cheers, guys. Speak to you later. Yeah, so Ali's just said there, um, obviously we'll come back on uh, Wednesday night after the St Johnston game and then we will do a club deck corner on Friday. Uh, the, obviously there'll be the press conference on Friday ahead of the game against St Johnston on Sunday. Um, so thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, for those watching in the video, you will see I'm wearing a 55 Times the Kings of Scotland t-shirt uh, from Blue Sea Apparel. That's a Rangers-related clothing company. They were created by two lifelong fans with a passion for good design and the famous Glasgow Rangers. Uh, thank you to them for the t-shirt please go check them out at blueseaapparel.co.uk it's a great idea the designs are really top class and it's by fans for fans uh, thank you to them for the support they have shown us i will leave the web link in the show bio and on our facebook post as well and obviously the shameless plug time um, please subscribe to our youtube channel like the videos give the videos a wee uh, give us a wee five star rating on the Apple Podcast. Leave a comment, share anywhere that you can. As you say, it really does help, really does make a huge difference. So we are Club at 22, the Champions Podcast. We will speak to you on Wednesday with a club reaction. Uh, we'll go through the game and hopefully a continuation towards the invincible season. Um, Glasgow is blue. We own them. We have broken them. We are the people. Cheers.